This show is being brought to you by Grandpa Ray Outdoors. John O'Brien is the CEO of Grandpa Ray Outdoors, and he's been an agronomist for over 29 years. He's not just an agronomist, he is an educator. So if you go to Grandpa Ray Outdoors on the web, you're going to see that John is sharing his knowledge with anybody that wants to listen and become a smarter food plotter. He does have a special group called Team Grow, and you can join that and get the inside scoop with John. He does private uh, seminars and shares private information. So check out Team Grow and Grandpa Ray Outdoors for the finest information on the web. Oh yes, he has a full line of seeds that are as good as, if not better than, any other seed company in existence today. Let's Talk Deer. Let's Talk Deer is supported and sponsored by Grandpa Ray Outdoors. We receive funds from Grandpa Ray Outdoors for airing this show. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Deer with your host, Bruce Hutchin. And I'm joined by Eric Steinmetz, the creator of Foreplay Turkey Call. And now the new owner is Brian Bjoken, and he is the owner of Four Play Turkey Calls. And Brian reached out to me as a member of POMA, and that stands for Professional Outdoor Media Association, this week. And I said, heck yeah, I'd love to promote your company and talk about uh, the product. So, Eric, we have Eric on audio, and we have Brian on audio and video. So, Welcome to the show, gentlemen, and I'm excited to hear about it. Let's let's start with you, Eric, and why did you create uh, Four Play Turkey Call? Okay, well, it it was kind of like um, I built I built my own calls to begin with, and uh, and when you're out turkey hunting in the woods, a lot of times you take a bunch of different calls with you because you don't know what the turkeys are going to respond to on any given day. Sometimes they like a different frequency or whatever. So you're carrying a bunch of calls with you to try to, to try to get their attention. So um, one day I was, it actually took me a while to think of this. And, and I thought, wouldn't it be neat if you could actually take a box call and get more sounds out of it than um then you then you can so what i had done is i instead of having a bottom on the box i put rails on both sides of the box and then my next you know question to myself is how am i going to keep this all in one piece without taking the paddle off reattaching it so um what i had done is i i had put a saddle in the end of the uh, box call and I put a wheel in there so the paddle is mounted to a wheel so when you want to go from one side to the other side all you have to do is flip it over and you got different frequencies um, made by different species of woods four different species of woods so you have different tones and sometimes that's exactly what you need to uh, pique their interest now, do you put resin on those rails? Is that how you do it? No. Um, what I do is basically when when we make these, we have a bevel on these rails that 
that needs to be there. But I think with all our calls, um, we will we'll scuff the surface of the uh, the backside of the paddle up a little bit, scuff the rails just a little bit, just to give a little bit of grab, and then we'll use chalk on there. So the chalk creates more of a a friction in there, and uh, and that's what creates your sound. Brian, can you just um, make some sound with one of those yeah. Um, calls? Yeah, one of the things that Eric was uh, too modest to say about his call, his invention, was we also we, we do have four different rails, so we have four different species of walnut, uh, red cedar, sassafras, and poplar, so inherently they all have a different tone. But what got Eric his patent was not the ability to change sides, but rather the ability of the oops of the rail of the the paddle, as you can see here, Bruce, how it can tra travel along front to back on each rail, so you can get a different tone front to back. So instead of four different tones, we have multiple different tones. So I can give you an example: the sassafras, uh, the cedar. poplar and the walnut's usually the highest one so if you're using it for a locator or if it's real windy out and you need a, a sound to cut through the wind it'll cut real nice it'll purr so eric did a heck of a job inventing it now, Eric, how did you come up with this? I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've held some turkey calls, and I've been with a couple of guys just a few times turkey hunting. That's the extent of my experience. But it seems <coughs> they have those slates, and in they use a striker, and they do that. Then they have box calls. But I've never seen a call shaped like this. Well, I mean, honestly... I think I don't think there's a bad call out there. I um, and I'm not saying that the call that I came up with is the best call in the world. What I'm saying is is the call that I came out with has multiple functions, which it will help you eliminate take some of the calls that you're taking out in the woods with you. Uh, one thing that a lot of uh, people will might think like I do. I've entered calls into call competitions and stuff. I've got, you know, uh, medals from the National Wild Turkey Federation and whatnot. And, um, but people are used to, when you play a box call, a lot of people are used to hearing a lower tone. And they're like, this sounds higher than the normal box call. And what I tell them is that it's supposed to be. Um, the reason, if you were, if you were going to take different, Call, if you if you were going to take a box call out in the woods with you, um, you're not going to take another box call because it's going to sound too similar. Um, my whole idea is you could take a box call out in the woods with you. If it works, that's great. But if it doesn't, what are you going to do, especially come mid-season when these birds have heard everything, they get pressured, and they don't respond? Uh, that's when you got to try to change it up. And, and what I've done – 
uh, with this is I, I have a higher pitch, which it's it works very well for me. We uh, I've killed multiple birds with it. Uh, we've had people send pictures of their birds in from last spring. Um, and so really the ultimate judge with the call is the bird itself. I mean, because you, you don't know what they're going to respond to. So it's a proven call. Um, and um, I've been using it now. I, I came out with the patent in 2016, and I've been using it ever ever since. And I've killed a bird pretty every year since I've ever, uh, except for one year where my gun didn't fire, which I'm really upset about, but <laughs> but it happens. So it works. It, it really works. And and I think Brian later on will show you something that I had discovered on accident. Um, and it, it mimics a, a Jake cluck. Um, and and I've actually called three birds in with this at one time. And that's actually the, the bird I did not get because my gun misfired. But, um, yeah, so what you do, Bruce, is, and it's really nice because you can do it with one hand. I just, you can see me on camera here. Uh, you, you put your thumb in the, in the cavity on the back and you pull it backwards. You get that nice crisp cluck. So yeah, we have a video of Eric doing that uh, two years ago. Had three real nice gobblers come in. We had the camera on the end of his his gun. The the suspense is building. The bird's right there, and you hear a click, and the gun jams. And we we can't use the video because of all the swearing and character Foul language. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it worked. It got the bird there. And if it wasn't for the, me you know, the mechanical function or malfunction of the gun, you know, he had the bird. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a really neat ability. When we show them at the shows and we'll show how they purr and how they cut, everyone's impressed. But as soon as we show them how it'll cluck like that, you know, that real nice Jake cluck, that usually is what kind of seals the deal for the sale. So it's our, our challenge with the product is honestly, it's so new and different that unless you're at a show and you have it in your hand, it's hard to appreciate it. Um, now, Eric, how do turkeys hear? Do you know how turkeys hear? I mean, I mean, they hear really well. I mean, I mean, they, Honestly, I mean, they can pick up something from a great distance, uh, you know, and their eyesight is also just as, as good, if not even better than their hearing. The one thing they lack is a sense of smell. I mean, they can't smell. So if they could smell, I don't think you would be able to kill one. Uh, I mean, as far as my experience in turkey woods is that they are not easy to hunt. And if they were, it wouldn't be fun. Um, you know, when you, when you start killing birds with a, you know, something like um, that you created and you know other people can do the same, I mean, it's it's a thrill on its own. I mean, I, um, I, 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 I can't even imagine how well they can hear because uh, 
This is Bruce Hutchin with a special message about my relationship with Burner.com. Burner HD is a non-lethal pistol that's available now on the web at Burner.com. If you go to the web and use my promo code, promo code AON2020, that's promo code AON2020, you're going to get a 10% discount on all burner product so again let's talk to your has a discount promo code promo code aon 2020 that's promo code aon 2020 burner product go check them out they're great i will give you an example of like a uh of their eyesight i had a it was raining the one day and i was i was hunting over a field and there was woods behind me and uh there just happened to be a tree stand there for somebody that was deer hunting. I figured I'm getting out of the rain. I put a decoy behind me and I, uh, I, I, it wasn't that far back in the woods, but I couldn't see it anymore. And I made a couple calls. I actually saw a black dot at the end of the field. And, and next thing you know, this bird comes running through the field and it was probably, I bet you a good 200 yards out. And, it ended up being, I ended up calling a hen and this hen went right by me and went right to that decoy and just started beating the heck out of that decoy. And I was like very impressed. And from that time on, um, I know that bird heard my call and I know it saw my decoy. So it was their, uh, their eyesight and their hearing is incredible. And I'm thinking of the frequencies because Let's just go either whitetail hunting or or elk hunting, and I carry numerous calls because I want to change up my voice. Because every and people that don't have multiple calls have the same voice, and then if you're in the same area with the same deer or elk, they get used to your voice, and once they see you or smell you, you're cooked. And that's the thing I'm looking at this call because you have. To my understanding, an unlimited uh, voice uh, ability. Well, and, 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 it's, and, and also, one thing I, my whole life, I've used box calls. Um, I, I killed one with a slate, uh, but I, for some reason, never got the hang of using a mouth call. I mean, and some of these guys are really good with the mouth calls. But what what I will say is that if this also, if you would play different sides, you know, um, you give it a little bit of time. It sounds like multiple birds, but let's say you're really good at a mouth call. You put that mouth call in your in your mouth and start using that, and then use this. Then you got a you got multiple birds there, and then that gobbler's going to think, oh my god, you know, I maybe I'll leave this hen because there's more hens over here, you know, so. There, there's different scenarios uh, with every hunt, and um, I actually uh, I called one. I killed one uh, three years ago. Um, I didn't even know that bird was there. I, I I set up, and I I I set up close to where I knew there were some birds roosting, and I had four birds roosting behind me. Now I heard hens with them, and. Um, by the time it was their turn to fly down 
every time I would make a call, they would gobble. But when they got off the roost, they went in with the hens. I kept at it. Next thing you know, I, I hear this gobble way out, and I'm thinking, this bird will never come. That's that's the bird I killed. And he, he came into this call. And um, and also, like I said, it, it can also, when you have a higher pitch like that, it can also re- represent a younger hen. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, that difference, you know, could be the factor of actually uh, harvesting a bird or, or not. You know, it's, you're taking a chance, but it's a good chance, you know. If somebody wants to get a hold of these, uh, Brian, where do they have to go to uh, to purchase one? Well, we have our own website, which is uh, fourplayturkeycall.com. So the number four and then playturkeycall.com. Uh, our phone number here, we can call a lot of guys uh, this past season called and ordered. Uh, our area code is 610-984-4099. Um, we take all major credit cards. Uh, I had a couple guys send me checks, uh, you know, holdovers from bygone era, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, we, we take those as well. Um, we are also on Amazon uh, Handmade and on Walmart.com. So you can, there's multiple places to get them. Uh, we are purely e-commerce right now. Um, that will probably change in the near future. We're, we're trying to get it rolling out to the people, getting it in front of the people. Uh, and it's it's been a fun process. You know, it's, it's uh, you and I had spoken earlier, we did the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg uh, in February. And <clears throat> they get 250,000 people over nine days and it's, it's a sight to behold, it's a huge show. And we did great. I mean, we really did well. We had guys coming up. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, our biggest challenge is we'll have them sitting on a table like this, and guys will walk by and think, well, it's a box call. And, you know, there's multiple places you can buy box calls at the show and keep walking. And, and we had one gentleman hold it, and, and Eric was standing out on the other side of the table playing it. And Eric went like this and flipped it over and a guy goes, what did you just do? So here he had it in his hand and he didn't realize it was a four-sided box ball. So that's kind of the challenge of, of getting out uh, word and educating the consumer as to what it is, first of all. Uh, that's where the name comes from. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, kind of a little bit of a double entendre. We have four playing surface, so the four play, and it's also the female calling the male in. So, uh, I, I love the name, <laughs> so a lot of people seem to, to like the name as well. But it's a uh, a call that you can get on our website. You can call or Amazon or uh, Walmart. And, and I think one of the biggest highlights of that whole show is that uh, we sparked uh, uh, Roland Martin's uh, interest. He was at the show, and um, I, that was that was a thrill. I mean, he was. You know, even though he's a big-time fisherman, he's also, people don't know that he grew up turkey hunting, and, and he loved the product. And, and it was, that's actually on our webpage, meeting uh, Roland Martin, and uh, it, it was it, it was an honor. 
Yeah, it's Bruce, a matter there's, of, there's lots. Go ahead. I was going to say it's a matter of, of exposure, and that's one thing in being in Poma, what you did, you reached out to a bunch of people, and you told me you had a number of phone calls. And and um, if you haven't reached out to Kevin Paulson yet, uh, Hunting, Life, Hunting Life, he's in um, – you can find him on the web. Uh, we're, he lives we're in We're talking Nebraska. today at 3 o'clock, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> well – He's got he's he's got a large reach. I've got a reach, but his reach is larger than mine. And then the yeah. other person I would say, and here's a shout out for Kevin Hunting Life. And Kevin has a new uh, operation going that I'm sure he's going to talk to you about that about his hive. Um, but also Chris Avina, American Outdoor News. We're, now, we're we're in his latest issue this this month. Are you in? Are you in? Did you get in that? Because I haven't. Yeah. I, well, in fact, when I when I uh, heard about Poma, right? Uh, Chris and I had I had hooked up with Chris. I think it was probably a Facebook. Uh, I'm sure that's where I learned about him, and I called him. Sure. Up. He's he's a great guy, and um, he really liked the the product. We actually have there's an ad in there about the call, but then there's also a great story in there about Eric and how he invented it. Um, Great. How he came up with the, the idea and everything. So if people are interested, his publication, Chris's, you know, American uh, Outdoor News is a fantastic publication. Um, yeah, so we're in there this this fall. Um, so pretty excited about that. And give a shout out. All you do is go to AmericanOutdoorNews.com, and it's free. Um, I'm I'm. Uh, a dealer, national dealer for Burner.com, which is a non-lethal weapon, and I have a full-page ad in there in the fall uh, also. And, um, you know, Chris is a great guy. I, and if you're in the business, folks, and have a product, you need to get a hold of Chris Avina at American Outdoor News. So there's a plug for Kevin and, and Chris, both yeah. great guys. Both great you know, guys. The, the, the reception that I've had from the everybody at Poma you know, whatever plug that I can do, which I'm not sure exactly, you know, how much weight that'll carry is, you know, I'm more than happy to do. They've been fantastic about reaching out. And I had uh, John Phillips. Are you, do you know John? No, he I called don't. me up yesterday from Alabama. He talked to me for about an hour just about what to do, you know, about how to, how to handle it, how to move forward. And, you know, that was just, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, I never really expected the response I got, so it's been nice. I do know uh, Brenda Valentine, the, the queen of uh, National Wild Turkey Federation. So, if, if, I had the opportunity to meet her at uh, Nashville, uh, not last year, but the year before. We had a very nice lady. Amazing, amazing lady, and she's the, really the first lady of hunting. Uh, in the country, and uh, just amazing lady, and she's done so much for the National Wild Turkey Federation. So if you're not a member of that, I know we're giving a lot of plugs, but these are shameless. So it's my show; I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but right. become a member. Become a member yeah. of National Wild Turkey Federation. I actually have two calls uh, right now that are. Uh, like I said, I don't like to, I like to make different stuff. They were, uh, they were prototypes of something that could possibly happen at some point. 
uh, if you don't make things and you have trial and error or whatever until you come up with a product that you really want, um, these, these products are basically prototypes. And uh, the National Wild Turkey Federation, with this COVID-19, was having some problems uh, financially. And they had uh, come up with a thing called um, – uh, it, it was – uh, donating calls for to raise money. Um, I think it's called Call for All or whatever. And the auction's actually going on now. Um, and um, you can bid on calls. I have two calls in there for an auction, and there's probably a couple hundred from some of the best call makers in there. Uh, if you're looking for something custom, I mean, um, there's a lot of crafty people out there, but. Um, but I'm dialing in on stuff that we can use in our company to actually, you know, take in the field, uh, we can mass produce, but also we want to be able to do everything right. We, we want everybody that gets one of these in their hands to be able to operate it correctly. Do we, we want it to call to sound good. And if it doesn't, uh, it gets thrown in the burn pile, um, because, uh, we're we're not going to sell something out there that we don't feel is uh, adequate. You know, everything has to go through a test, and if it doesn't pass what we feel is good, it it, it doesn't get sold or used. And what's the price point of one of these calls? Uh, we're doing I usually have a sale going on, but we're doing a uh, our manufactured suggested retail price i guess you would call it is 125 dollars uh we'll do show or sales at the shows so uh if anyone happens to be around in in february and god willing without you know hopefully the covid doesn't take out the shows uh going forward we're going to be at the great american outdoor show again we usually run a good sale there uh we're going to be at the early bird uh, sports expo and and uh, Bloomsburg, PA, and we're hoping to get to the national show in that, uh, the National Wild Turkey Federation national show in Nashville uh, this year. Um, we'll see how that works out. I have not got word yet about that, um, but we'll also do um, occasionally, like right now, there's a summer sale going on, um, so there's there's opportunities to get it for for less than the $125 sticker. But it's it's a uh, it's I mean, I hate to, to toot my own horn, but it's a really well-made call. Uh, it's uh, the, the body is is cut out on a CNC, so our tolerances and, and repeatability of size are spot on. You know, Eric mentions how inherently with call making, you put calls together, and, and some of them just don't sound right. Uh, 